Hey podcast lovers, welcome to Caffeine and High Hopes. I'm your host, Danny Weirden. You will be able to connect and listen to inspiring beings, local badasses, and overall good people. Honest conversations about business, relationships, parenthood, and everything in between can be found here. Get comfy and get ready to be motivated to live your best life. Hello and welcome to another episode of Caffeine and High Hopes. I'm super excited about the guest that I have on today. We've kind of talked about this before and finally got it all to happen, so I'm super pumped about that. She's a yoga teacher, Reiki practitioner, angel card reader, mom to three, and just an absolute ray of light. So I would like to welcome on Kayla Parody. Am I saying your last name right? I hope so. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) You're not the only one. I get called Kayla Paradise quite often. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. but thank you so much for having me, Danny. I'm super pumped to do this with you. Yes. So I'm so excited that it was just funny when you had messaged me. I was literally thinking of you that morning and I'm like, oh my God. Like we are totally on the same wavelength here. So it all worked out. Really yeah, I was, well. I was meditating every morning before I start my day, especially if it's an intentional sole purpose business day when I'm working on my business. I start the day by getting into alignment and I do mm-hmm. that through meditation. And so I was doing my meditation and every time I get into it, I asked my guides, like, please bring forward the people that I meant to reach out to today. And you were one of those people that day. So that's so awesome. That's so funny. Like, and same thing, like I, I usually tend to like journal in the morning and for some reason, like you kind of were just like popping up and I'm like, okay, like I need to message her something. And then, yeah, it just, it worked out. So, um, okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, where you are now, what you're doing, and then we'll kind of dive into like all the questions and all the good stuff. Yeah. So you gave me a beautiful intro. Thank you so much. (laughs) That that really sums up what I'm doing nowadays. And I'm currently located in New Brunswick, Canada, but I am from where you're from, Peace River, Alberta. So um, we traveled here. We traveled across the country. It would have been about a year and a half ago now that we've been living here. And right now, I just focus on helping women navigate spiritual awakening and connecting to their intuition without fear. Love it. That's awesome. Are you, are you still, well, I guess, depending on rules right now, but are you still doing like yoga practices and stuff? Yeah, our businesses are just starting to open up again. Oh, good. And so we're just starting to be able to offer classes. And I've got lots of people that have been asking me. So yeah, I'm going to be doing some classes again soon. I usually do anywhere from two to four classes per week before, you know, the current world situation, but it's been a while and I can't wait to get back to it. And my, my students are in for a real treat because I've been like doing double, double time yoga. So I'm oh, hoping good. they've been keeping up with their practice too. <laughs> I've got some new moves for them. Oh, that's good though. And well, and it'll be so nice once everyone can get back into that space and just do it all together. Yeah. Um, it's so healing. It, well, it is. And I feel like it's, everyone needs that right now and just kind of mm-hmm. needs that time to ground and get reset. Um, okay. So I'm just, just to start off with, I'm really excited to kind of dive into what you're doing because I, I think it's really incredible and it's something I've always been super curious about and kind of passionate basically. Um, the whole, the whole side of like spiritual awakening and tapping into your intuition, like that is something I just love. So I kind of want to start with like, how did you get into this? Like, did you always see yourself on this kind of path? Yeah, what a great question. And yes and no, I did and I didn't. And it, it really did stem back from childhood. And I don't know, maybe you have had this before too in your life where 
you have these certain memories in your childhood where it was almost like people or things or situations pointing you to this certain pathway or this certain timeline. And in the moment, I never really noticed it. But now looking back in hindsight, I remember in high school, we were doing a introductory yoga class. Like this was like a new thing then. It wasn't yes. like mainstream like it is today and so we were trying it out and the teacher was like wow Kayla like have you done yoga before and I was like no never like I don't (laughs) even know what we're doing and she was like you're a natural and it's just something like those little things like that and also Mm -hmm. I remember um, after my first baby just randomly like I barely practiced yoga at this time at home like I didn't even take a yoga class in person. I like maybe did a couple beginner DVDs or something. And my husband was like, we were talking and I was like, do you know what would be so awesome to do if I could just do anything and I didn't have to do a Monday to Friday, nine to five. Mm -hmm. He he said, what? And I was like, I would be a yoga teacher. And he's like, that's so random. And so, (laughs) and it was one of those things that just kind of like, it was always kind of at the back of my mind, but I Mm -hmm. didn't ever think it was something that would become reality and at the time when I said that to him I was working as an executive assistant doing um, administrative work and doing the nine-to-five thing so like it just didn't even seem like something that was ever going to happen right and yet it did well it obviously like it sparked something like there was something there that was like you know maybe look into this or and it's it's kind of interesting because I feel like a lot of people have those ideas of like, if I could do anything, this is what I do. But in the same sense, they always have that like, oh, you know, I have to do the the regular nine to five, like office job or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool to see that you were able to make that shift. Mm-hmm. So how, what, when did it all happen then that you were kind of like, okay, hey, I'm doing this? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think there's a big difference too in life between destiny and fate. Mm-hmm. And fate is our external situation. And so often we feel like we're obligated to stay within our fated situation, what appears in our life as our family and where we are and our, mm-hmm. our situation. And yet destiny is the thing that your soul is truly meant to experience within this reincarnation. And I really feel like that is what happened with me because I ended up having a surprise third baby. She was not, (laughs) it was not planned. It was not expected. And the crazy thing was, was that I had a, a psychic reading and this was before I really opened up with my gifts and started Mm -hmm. exploring them so much more. I had a reading myself done by a psychic and she told me that I was going to have a third baby and I didn't believe her. I didn't (laughs) believe her at the time because I was making plans to go back to work. Yeah. And she told me this, it was the month of November Mm -hmm. and she said, it's either in three months or in three seasons that you are going to have your third baby. Oh my God. And we, we kind of forgot about it because my husband was going through like the procedures to make sure that wasn't going to happen. And we were like, no, that can't be. And lo and behold, February, I had some symptoms, took a test and I was like, whoa. Oh my God. And that, that, you know, that event triggered a few things in me. Mm-hmm. First of all, it made me very curious and intrigued as to what this psychic was tuning into that she knew no- more about me than I seemed to know about myself. Yeah. Which was very fascinating to me at the time. And then also, after I had our third baby, Emma, she ended up being a C-section. And so Mm. I had to take to yoga for recovery. Whereas before Mm. I would just jump right back into like high intensity exercise and stuff like that. But when I got into yoga and I started doing that every day at home, it just kind of opened up something within me. And I started to be interested in new things. And I started to connect to like the spirituality side of it. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling really called to take my Reiki certification. And honestly, I didn't even really know what it was. I was just like, I feel like I need to do this. And I did. And ever since then it was, it's just been full force. Ah, that's amazing. I love it. So how long then 
have you kind of been doing all this? Because I feel like like you guys moved first and then you got into everything. No, I was still oh. there, and that oh. I took my Reiki certification there in Peace River. Okay, and here was the thing that was interesting. It was during our Reiki certification. We were doing the course mm-hmm. and we were just coming out of a meditation. And I looked over to the lady beside me. I had never met her before, but when I looked at her, it wasn't her. It was an older male that okay. looked like her. Yeah. And so I kind of blinked my eyes and I looked again and it, she went back to her normal form and I was like, whoa. And then there was a voice in my head that said, that's her father and he has passed. And then I was kind of floored and I went to the bathroom, excuse myself. And I was like, wow, what do I do with that? I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then of course she invited me to lunch. And as I said, I didn't know her. And just through conversation without me even asking, she ended up saying that her father had passed. And that was the big reason why she was taking the course. Uh-huh. And after she said that, I just stopped eating and I couldn't believe it because then I realized even though I had had little things throughout my life and in my childhood where I connected to my intuition and had these different things happen, I had never understood how it could become a gift that I would use to help other people. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I thought about how life-changing it would have been for me to have said to her, you know, your father knows that you're taking this certification for your healing and he's here with you right now, Mm -hmm. supporting you every step of the way. But of course, fear kicked in and I didn't tell her. I didn't (laughs) say anything. And she knows now, like over a year later, (laughs) I ended up telling her, (laughs) but you know, that was really the thing. And then after that, I was really kind of in the closet about it. As I started Mm -hmm. to navigate it, I was starting to see things, hear things, feel things that I couldn't explain. And I questioned it for a long time. I doubted it. Fear was coming in. I even sought support, but everybody that I was looking to for support, um, they were charging a lot of money for like these things that it just wasn't going to work for my situation with three kids and stuff. And so yeah. I was like, well, I guess I'm just meant to navigate this by myself on and, your own. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm happy that I did because I realize now it's, it's made me be able to create this sort of community where women can come Mm -hmm. and visit my Facebook group and they can learn about spirituality and they can do that for free and they can connect to like-minded people and, and grow. And, and then from there, if they want additional support, there's always that available, but it's also just that free resource too. Yes. Yeah. And I think that really, that kind of helps people because then if they want to slowly ease into it or dabble into it, they can without feeling the pressure, I guess. Um, And it kind of just, it creates more of like an open, open communication for everybody on there, which is mm-hmm. just so nice. So while okay, we kind of touched on this, but like, were you, when did you start telling people like about your gifts? Like, were you nervous to share it? Well, after that initial um, event during the Reiki certification, mm-hmm. I, after that, I bought myself a, uh, Oracle card deck. And I started doing card readings on myself and I started doing card readings on friends and family. Yeah. And it was when I started doing that, that my readings were really accurate. And in ways that like the people that I was doing readings for, they were like, whoa, like, how did that even come through you? Like, how did you know that? How did you tune into that? Like, what is that? And they wanted to know more. Yeah. And it was, it was just kind of through that process that I started to open up and, you know, for the longest time, it was probably for, you know, six months or so I did it completely for free mm-hmm. and just with friends and family. And then once I started to realize that it was actually turning into something like it was really blossoming by itself in a way, yeah. that's when I started to actually think about 
making a business and, and, you know, charging and stuff because people, people were starting to feel bad when they would get readings. Like they were like, are you sure? I don't want, you don't want me to pay you. Like you just told me this, like, you know, you know, so anyways, that's kind of how it all started. Well, and it, like, I mean, it's time out of your day. Like there, there comes a time when you kind of have to start getting something for making the time for these people and everything. And it's, it's kind of interesting because I think a lot of people, like they start out like that where they'll kind of just like, oh, it's a hobby, you know, we'll do a little bit. And then eventually it's like, okay, this, this could be something and something clicks kind of. Mm-hmm. That's, I love it. Um, I actually, it's, it's kind of neat to see how, that's what spurred you to like get your Oracle cards, start pulling for yourself. Um, I, I think I bought my first deck when ooh, it's probably almost five years ago now. And it was kind of like, again, like a big change in life and all that stuff. It was kind of right after uh, my divorce and everything. So I'm like, I'm just going to dabble in this and see. And it's, it is really neat. Like it is a good, um, like coping mechanism and just getting in touch with yourself so much more. But Mm -hmm. from that, I kind of want to go into like, what advice do you have for anyone wanting to explore their own spirituality more than? I would say meditation is key. First of all. Yeah. Um, I really feel that meditation is important. And the reason why I say that is that was, as I told you, that was really what unlocked things for me. Mm-hmm. As a mom of three, I did not have time to like, well, I thought at the time I had this story in my head that yeah. I didn't have time to meditate, right? For more yes. than like five minutes or like yeah. I didn't understand and you know, all these different things. But when I took that Reiki certification, we we spent the majority of the day in meditation, mm-hmm. which is something I had never done in my life. And it really unlocked something in me. It's powerful. It's and it yeah, it helps us connect to our inner self because mm-hmm. we're so busy connecting to our external self all the time. And our society is created in such a way that the emotional and spiritual aspects of ourself are completely ignored. Mm-hmm. And when you look at ancient cultures and you look at the hieroglyphs and you look at the art and the stories and things like that, you can just tell that their consciousness was very much rooted in more of a spiritual and emotional nature. And I really think. Oh, I think it's starting to, there we go. sorry, I had a phone call. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I was like, what happened? Anyways, continue. And so I think it's really starting to shift now back to that where people are starting to understand their spiritual and emotional self. Mm -hmm. And so if you're starting to get into, you're experiencing these symptoms of awakening or you want to, and you want to explore that side more often, Mm -hmm. I would definitely say start with meditation and start with self-help books. And if you feel like Oracle cards would be a fun thing to do, definitely buy yourself a deck, start doing readings on yourself. Yes. And as you said at the beginning, you know, doing things like journaling also really helps. And of course you can join my free Facebook group called Keeper Collaborative, and that will help you as well with your spiritual awakening. Yes. That's amazing. Cause there, there is a lot of things and I honestly, like, it is kind of cool to see more people starting to recognize that, hey, like, I am intuitive, you know, I I can tap into this, I can learn more about myself through it, and that we're slowly starting to see that shift again, because I feel like everyone was kind of, it for a long time, it was like, oh, just push it aside, push it aside, like, don't deal with it or whatever, and I it's, I just think too, people need to take the time to get to know themselves better. And this is an excellent way to do it. Um, would you recommend then like a guided meditation or just kind of doing it on your own and seeing where it goes? 
Well, you know, you really have to do what works best for you. And if you do need medit, if anybody that is listening to this needs support with meditation, I have an ebook that I wrote and it's called Mastering Meditation for the Modern Woman. And it really breaks down how you can actually get started and have like a daily practice and get committed Mm -hmm. to it. Because a lot of it has to do with like changing the stories in your mind. As I said before, I had this story that I didn't have the time or I didn't understand. And once you eliminate those stories, it becomes so much easier. And honestly, I don't, and I never have really had a super strict structure with how I meditate. I have times where I love doing guided meditations and I have other times where I'm listening to music. Sometimes it needs to be completely silent. Mm -hmm. I I have all different methods and I always have. And I think, especially as mothers, you have to be flexible and you have to be able to know that some days you're going to meditate for two minutes. Some days you're going to meditate for 40 minutes. Some days you're yep. going to meditate with your kids in your lap. And that all just <laughs> needs to be okay. Yes. You kind of have to go with the flow and just, it is what it is and it'll be done however it needs to be basically. Mm-hmm. So did you ever receive any criticism then when you first started and first kind of started opening up about what you were wanting to do or was it pretty smooth sailings? You know what? I didn't really receive a whole bunch of criticism and Mm -hmm. I feel like the move here also helped with that. And something that I realized is that when you're in a town for a long time, you don't, you don't even notice it, but you built these um, subconscious beliefs around the people and the relationships you have within that town. Yes. And I didn't notice that until I came here and I started to meet new friends and interact with different people who were interested in like-minded things. And yet they were having this block about stepping forward and speaking up. And there was Uh, women that I was working with and they had lived here all their lives and they're like yeah I'm like that too but like I don't tell anybody and I'm like why (laughs) why but then I realized because there's this big thing where it's like I'm afraid to say this or talk about this because what is Susie down the street gonna think right and that had all been wiped away when I moved here so I was almost immune to that because I didn't know anybody right off the start. So I didn't care or even think about, you know, how people, other people's reactions would be. And I just centered myself in the, in the fact that it's not about me and I'm here to help other people. And so, you know, in, in that way too, it didn't really matter if other people said anything. And so, no, I didn't, uh, I didn't, faced a whole lot of hurdles with criticism. Luckily. That's good though. Like it, it almost worked to your advantage to kind of be the outside person to come in and just start doing what you were doing. Do you think it would have been different if you had started that while you were still in Peace River? Yes, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And then that's again where the destiny part comes in because if I would have stayed like, and you don't even notice it, you know, when you're surrounded in it and it's not, and I don't mean to inspire like everybody who's listening to this just like (laughs) giant move or something, but just like starting to be aware of those beliefs that you have that you didn't even notice and like how you hold yourself back or dim your light just because you want to make other people feel comfortable and once those things are lifted and you kind of see it for what it is you're like oh no wait a minute like if these people really love and support me they're gonna they're gonna be there no matter how I show up right Mm -hmm. exactly and you have to be okay with the fact that if they're not then it is what it is um Mm -hmm. But that is a very, and I totally see it because it's a very um, small town mentality kind of thing that, oh, you know, I can't do this because of where I am, or I can't do this because, you know, what will people think of me, or it's, it's outside of the norm. And I think a lot of people hold on to that, especially ones that have lived here their whole lives. And I mean, it's anywhere, like it's not just Peace River. Yeah. But it is very interesting. So it all, everything kind of played together then for you. Like the move, was the move, it it was planned or was it kind of? 
Well, it's funny because that was another thing that the psychic told me in our reading. Oh, no she way. Told that, yeah, she, and we had been debating about moving for about a year and a half prior, okay. but we never really thought it would happen. There's just so much to moving across the country. Yeah. And we would like think about it and then be like no 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 right and and then she said that it was going to happen and we were like oh and do you know what was interesting we actually asked so it wasn't like she was planting a seed with that mm -hmm. it was we had asked her and she confirmed that yes it was happening gotcha. and yeah and so that whole process like moving and everything was again sort of a destiny thing we put our house for sale and it just kind of went right away and all uh -huh. these things started falling into place like yep. it was something that was meant to happen and the craziest thing is that once we got here it was you know and I always like to tie in the spiritual aspect so forgive me for getting woo woo but oh no this is good <laughs> <laughs> even my husband has to admit since we've been here you meet these people and you and they're brand new you've never met them before and yet you're like wow you you have the same soul consciousness as this other person from mm -hmm. my old town and it's like they play a similar role as to the other person and so you realize how it's like um this this grand mirror and you kind of see reality for what it is when yep. you shift up your experience like that and i think you know our society has been created in such a way where we're just like locked down in these mortgages and we stay in one spot all our yes. lives but humans have always been pioneers and adventurers and explorers and mm -hmm. I think when you change things up like that and and you take those big leaps all of a sudden your whole reality shifts absolutely and, yeah and and you you have almost these memories like we've had these memories when since we've been here and it's almost like part of us has always been here mm -hmm. and then other parts of living in our old house seem very foggy as if they never happened and it's a total mind trip but <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of gives you confirmation then like like everything fell into place it it feels good to be there obviously and mm -hmm you you had a lot of reassurance like once you got there and established you know these connections with other people and I mean I feel like and the same thing like you're kind of always taught like you know you you buy a house or you go somewhere and you stay there and that is what you do until you're you know however old and retired and it doesn't have to be that way and I feel like when people change that up and shake it up it just opens up so much more for them mm -hmm. It opens up literal portals. Yes. Yeah. And it provides so many more opportunities and, and allows, I think allows more alignment overall for everything because you're, you're taking the chances, you're taking the leap and kind of going with, going with whatever you're supposed to be doing rather than blocking it out and being like, oh no, I have to stay here forever. Cause I just got a mortgage. Like I can't leave for 30 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I love that. So what then, what made you shift into your online business? Like, I kind of want to start talking about that and how, how you got into that, especially with juggling like family life and kids and everything. Yeah, it was really because I have the kids that I ended up doing the online business because I have three kids under the age of seven and you know, it just didn't make sense for me to do anything else. Mm -hmm. And I knew I, I would be able to build this um, online business in a way that I could work from home and create my own hours. And it would be a lot more flexible for our family. Right. And I had goals to eventually build it to a space where I would be, you know, be able to bring some type of income that would be similar as if I were to be working a Monday to Friday, nine to five and have the kids in childcare. Cause I mean, let's face it. Once you have three kids, putting the three of them in childcare, yeah. it's almost not worth it most of the no. time. And so I, I'm, I'm now well surpassed that point and I've been that in that state for quite some time and I built it up to that space where I'm now welcoming in much more than I ever would be if I were to be, you know, working away from home. Right. 
So kind of give us a little rundown then of like, what, what is it that you're offering? Like, what are you, what are you doing? And then I guess too, I kind of want to dive in after is how, how do you keep things organized then from working from home? Mm -hmm. So right now what I offer is I offer readings Mm-hmm. card readings and then yep. I also offer healing sessions so a lot of my clients um, they have they're either exploring spirituality or developing their intuition or even they are having some um, emotional healing that needs to take place they might have in heard some trauma throughout okay. their lives that needs to be cleared. So some of my clients that I work with, um, I'll work with them for weeks at a time and we'll do weekly sessions and we'll do healing and help to clear trauma and, and okay. work through limiting beliefs and all kinds of things like that. And then I also offer coaching programs to help you learn how to do those things yourself. So you can actually tune into the spiritual energies and heal yourself and develop mm-hmm. your intuition. And then I also also, I've just recently started working with light workers as well and Ooh. helping these light workers step into their soul purpose and share their gifts with the world. Oh, and so I that's again another coaching um, experience that uh, that's available that I do. Nice. So then do you, how do you format your day? Like I'm, I'm always so curious because I know even just having one kid at home, how hard it is to schedule things out and stuff. So do you kind of like spend the day with them and then do your stuff at night or how do you, how do you work around that? Well, usually I wake up a bit earlier than them, but then of course that doesn't always work because sometimes they wake up (laughs) earlier than me or at the same time. So I, I be very, very flexible with myself. Okay. And you know, usually what I do is I try to start off my morning with checking emails and sending out a few messages and kind of tying up anything, any deadlines, loose ends, things Mm -hmm. like that. But what really saves me is by starting the day out in meditation and getting into alignment because I just ask, I just ask for guidance for what is the priority for the day. Okay. And and my intuition always knows so much better than my ego. Because if I listen to my ego, then I feel like I'm just chasing the day constantly. Mm-hmm. And I never have enough time. But if I just tune in spiritually and I listen to my intuition, it's going to give me like three things to focus on. That's maybe going to take two hours of my whole entire day. Right. And I'm so much more productive because it's very streamlined. Yeah. And I know exactly what I need to be doing. And I can put my whole whole heart into it. And it just seems like, you know, delivery, the delivery of these different types of services and and projects and different things that I work on is so much more powerful from that uh, perspective. Right. Yeah. And that's, it's a good, it's a good way to look at it and to work with it rather than, you know, waking up, making yourself this crazy to-do list and then panicking because you're not getting it all done. Mm-hmm. or just feeling like scattered or whatever. Yeah. And especially with all of the changes that are happening right now, like for everybody, their whole, their whole lives have been changed and myself mm-hmm. included because before my oldest was in school most of the time right. during the day when I would do my work and my middle one was in preschool and my, it was just me and my youngest at home. But now I have, I've had all three at home with me since mm-hmm. March And that's changed things for sure. But what really helps is when you do those exercises to get into alignment and you focus on that, you focus on the the priorities Mm -hmm. and, and what's important. And then you kind of, the rest of it, it just, it falls away and you don't have to, to feel overwhelmed anymore. Yes. And that it's so important. Like there's nothing worse than waking up and starting your day and feeling like you have to do a million things and you're overwhelmed before you start any of them. Yeah. That's, that's survival mode. That's, yeah. And that's not thriving. Right. And you just no. got to ask yourself, 
what's going to make me happy today? And sometimes that means shutting off the phone completely and having mm -hmm. a day offline and, and not con connecting and not doing those things. And you're, you're, you're maybe in the garden for the whole day or whatever it is. But I think that's a, a new shift that we're looking to experience and embrace yes. as we accept these new changes and things like that. It's like what we used to think was important is not so important anymore. Yeah. And so as you ask yourself, when you wake up in the day, it's like, what's going to make me happy? And you think about what you had maybe the day before or the week before for um, deadlines or obligations or priorities. Well, it's all shifted because something has happened, mm -hmm. right? We've opened up these new timelines with all these different things that we've been going through globally. And so you have to ask yourself, well, is this making me happy? Do I feel good doing that? Does that feel good? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do it. And if the answer is no, then you just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Really though. It's, yeah. it's as simple as that. I mean, it says hard and as simple as that because I don't know, and maybe with some of the people that you've worked with, but do you feel like there's some resistance to that when they, they get to a point where it's like, ooh, this doesn't feel good, I don't want to do it, but they do it anyways? Do you mean my clients? Yeah, or just even anyone in general that you may know. Like I know a few people who, um, like even clients of my own, that they're, especially with their jobs, like some of them are in a job that they don't necessarily feel 100% good about or passionate about, but yet they feel obligated to stay and keep doing it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's yeah, kind of, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Um, it's just, I, I feel like until people are completely open to change and accepting it I feel like there's probably going to be quite a bit of resistance and like I don't know maybe I guess probably by the time people come to you do you feel like they're just they're ready and they're more open to changing and doing things differently yeah definitely like all most of my clients are are sort of like me in that way where they're mm -hmm. very open and they're flexible and my clients are amazing. Like yeah. even for my group coaching programs, if I'm, if I'm honest with them and I'm just like, Hey, I'm having an off day. They're like, yeah, that's cool. Like, you know, yes. and, and that's just, those are my people. Mm -hmm. But I understand what you're saying because, you know, there's all kinds of people out there that are, are not in that mentality and they've been doing the same job for months or years or whatever it is. And they can't even imagine, and they might have these other ideas in their head about what they could do or where they could go but they just don't know like how to get there and what are mm -hmm. the steps yeah and it just it seems overwhelming and daunting and they would rather just not do it than <laughs> take a little baby step and just see where it goes kind of thing yeah and I I kind of appreciate that question and that perspective because it makes me realize that there is there really is a big um, split mm -hmm. between consciousness and there are people there are people that will not probably change they won't be adaptable and I feel like that is what our times are calling for they're calling for yes. people that can be adaptable and innovative and that's really part of building an online business because it's always changing mm -hmm. and you have to be able to roll with the punches and go with the new things and the new uh, Allegra's pimps and all the different things that are changing up. You have to be okay with that and just, yes. and be able to adapt and, and not everybody is that way, but yeah. 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 And, and some people just take a little bit longer to get there and other people will just kind of go with the flow and, you know, deal with things as they come, which to me seems like the easier way of doing things, but you never know. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit more then about the Keeper of Keys collaborative and that online community and everything, because I just love it. <laughs> yeah, so my Keeper of Keys collaborative group is on Facebook, and if anybody wants to join, I don't know, maybe we'll put the links in the description yes. or something, but yes, if not, absolutely. Just, type, just type Keeper of Keys collaborative on Facebook, and it should mm -hmm. come up. And what we do in there is every week, every like seven to 10 days, I pop in there and I'll do a free live group reading and I bring my cards 
and I do a reading for the group. Anybody who comes on to the live show can ask a question and I'll pull a card for them and see what comes through intuitively. Mm -hmm. And then I also, once a month, it's about every four to six weeks or so, I host an online retreat where for about three to five days, I, I deliver free content and it's all centered around spiritual awakening. So sometimes we'll have a theme about connecting to angels. Sometimes it'll be, um, you know, raising your vibration or connecting to your intuition without fear and all these different things. So we just kind of have fun with it and we explore different topics. We have conversations and it's really fun. Yeah. I like how it's because it's interactive. So it's kind of nice because you can go on, you get something out of it. Like you learn from it, obviously, but then you kind of give us little tools of how to apply it on our own, which <laughs> is great. And so how, how has this community helped you and others, I guess? Well, this community helped me um, by really understanding where my business was headed and where my soul purpose was taking me because I really allowed myself to be intuitively guided. And, and the thing about your intuition is it's not, it's not loud like the ego. It's not loud yes. like the head box. And so you have to listen with your heart. And, and sometimes it's hard to understand fully. And in the beginning, I was kind of just doing what felt good and what felt right. And I didn't really have a picture um, perfect strategy or mm -hmm. plan or, you know, exact thing going on. And, you know, with my, with my program that I have for light workers that are looking to connect to their soul purpose, that's one of the first things we dig into because I spent months kind of floating around trying to get clear mm -hmm. on what my soul purpose was. And then I realized there's like a whole method methodology to it. And there's like a science to it where you can connect to it instantly. And once you know what that is, like, obviously you're always going to have, when you're a spiritual person, you're always going to be playing with different roles as you evolve and you change, right. but it's always going to have like a specific mission. And that mo mission is going to be rooted into the reason why you reincarnated on this planet. Mm -hmm. And so that's what this group has done for me. It, it helped me figure out what that was the long way, right. <laughs> the hard yeah. way, but it, it was also the very fun way. And then for other people in the group, the members of the group, it's helped them, you know, from the testimonials and the reviews and, and the comments, it's really helped them to to grow spiritually mm -hmm. and to start to feel more confident. And there's been so many women who realize that they've been intuitive their whole entire lives and they've yes. been afraid to trust it or afraid to talk about it yep. and all these different things. And it's so exciting for me when I see, you know, these women that I've worked with or they've done some type of retreat with me or something and all of a sudden they're inspired to start doing those types of things themselves it, it just it gets me so excited yeah well and it it's got to feel good to kind of see when that clicks for them and you know when they finally realize like okay like I can tap into this it is something worth exploring and like it, it just must generate so much good energy for all, everyone involved basically Yes, definitely. Which, and it's so funny too for, for me because I, I literally, I have, I get so many messages and emails and things coming in where people are saying, you know, I'm experiencing this and what do you think that this means? And, mm -hmm. and that is something like, you know, you hear all kinds of noise on the, on the internet. If you listen to any types of like business, online business strategists where they're like, don't coach for free and yada, yada, yada. But yes, the yeah. principle of my business and the whole reason why I started was because I was going through that stuff and I had nobody to talk to and yep. I didn't know what it meant. And I didn't know if what I was connecting to was safe mm -hmm. or if it was something I should have, like I needed protection from, I didn't know what was going on. And so whenever people message me, I do my best to reply to as many of them as possible. And it's been really interesting 
now that I get more and more of them because I notice themes within the collective and it's like I'll get 10 messages in one day people saying that they're you know seeing butterflies and they can't sleep at night or they're yep. waking up at 5 55 or all these different things and I'm like wow like you're not the only one lots of people are actually experiencing this yeah and that's so interesting because actually I see it within my clients with the ones that I see during the week that they all go through the same kind of waves of stuff so they'll all either have a really good week and they're doing new things and they're like nailing everything and then it is it's very collective because then it'll be like the following week or the week after everyone's just struggling and just not feeling it and are losing motivation and for me because I can kind of sit back and look and be like okay like this is this is happening to everyone it's affecting everybody and it's it's very interesting to kind of have that perspective Mm-hmm. Because then you realize that we're all connected. Yes. And then you think about things like what's happening in the world right now and, mm-hmm. and the fear that's being perpetuated and you're like, wow, this is, is so much bigger than any oh, yeah. of us can comprehend because yeah. it's creating so much energy. Yes. Oh, big time. And it's just creating like ripples and waves for everything I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. So yeah, I just, I'll, I'll put the link in, um, for the keeper of keys collaborative in to the description and everything. And that way then people can find it and check it out. And cause honestly, like I, I really enjoy it. I try to make sure, um, when you do have little classes and stuff to try and get on there, sometimes the timing doesn't line up for me all the time, but they are very useful. And like, Mm -hmm. I, definitely would recommend them to people so and that's one thing that I love about my group too and that anybody that's listening to this should know is that I'm I'm very very flexible and it's never like a very strict registration everything is free Mm -hmm. you don't need to like sign up to some crazy email list where I'm like spamming you every three days or something crazy like that. It's like, if you can show up, you show up and you tune in and I'm not going to hound you or anything like that. You just come and you enjoy it when you have the chance to, when it's Mm -hmm. aligned and, and yeah, so that's, that's how it works. It is nice. Cause then you can kind of, you can show up, take what you need, you know, um, find whatever you're kind of looking for. Like I've timed it out well sometimes when it's like, I'll, I'll get on there right when you're doing it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot this was going on. And, uh, it just, it all works out when it needs to. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people would really enjoy it. So I'll make sure to link everything. Um, okay. So, oh yeah, no worries. So do you have any tips for someone then who feels like they need more clarity and confidence within their life or basically just kind of tune into this and start there? Well, with clarity and confidence, you know, when you say confidence, I love to use the word conviction because I feel like conviction is something where you are so empowered. Like it's, you're empowered into action. Mm-hmm. When, when you have conviction, because there's one thing to have confidence where you're, you're walking up in front of a group of people and you're okay with speaking in front of them, which I get it. Like I used to be so nervous to do those types of things. Yeah. But when you connect to your conviction, when you connect to like your mission and you realize that it's, it's not about you, it's the person that hears that and all of a sudden they go home and they roll out their yoga mat or they buy themselves yes. an Oracle card deck and they do their first reading and there's tears streaming down their face and there's this miraculous healing that's happening inside of them. It's about those experiences. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I like to connect to. Um, I like to connect to that conviction. And in terms of clarity, I would definitely say, you know, I have these methods that I use um, to connect to clarity when it's regarding soul purpose. But if you're just speaking of clarity in general with, you know, spiritual awakening and and just getting to know yourself better, Mm -hmm. you have to just make the time and, and make the time to tune in. 
to yourself yeah. because it's so easy to just wake up in the morning, do your regular routine and go on autopilot and never even check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, half of us walk around and fill out our whole days and we're like holding our breath because we're stressed out <laughs> and we're like, you know, yes, doing all these things and just ignoring every aspect of our being and just like dying a slow death inside. And it's like, this needs to stop. Yep. You need to take the time to tune into yourself and just listen. And yep. once you start listening, that's when you're going to start to get clarity. Yeah, absolutely. And it is so true. Like you, I mean, I've been there too before where you kind of just wake up, go, 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 you're running around and like you catch yourself where you feel like you're, you're just tense and holding your breath. And it's like, Oh, like I need to, I need to chill out and recenter and, you know, find my bearings and get grounded. And I think we're so accustomed to thinking that if we're in that state of, you know, just you got to go through everything, you have to check everything off a list, you have to just power through it all. We're not, we're not doing ourselves any favors <laughs> at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's good then. And I mean, within the the collaborative on Facebook, like there is a lot of good tips and stuff that you put out for things like that. So I feel like if people are unsure of, you know, where to start or what to do, that would be an excellent spot to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, well, we kind of touched on this, but like, how has your life changed since you took the leap into kind of embracing your gifts and like, going down this path? Oh, it's gotten so much better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's gotten so much better. And not to even say that it was bad before. Right. But it was just almost like I just always felt like something was missing. Mm -hmm. And I can't even describe how good it feels to know that you're making a difference in somebody's day or in somebody's life, Mm -hmm. or that you've taught them a new perspective, you know, something that they wouldn't have ever thought of or considered before. And, you know, it's those moments where you do a reading with somebody in person, I'm talking, and and they walk out of the building and they're just like looking up at the sky and they're (sighs) connecting and they're starting to believe like, yeah. They know. They're starting yeah. to remember it. There's there's something out there, right? And and you you know, when you get to be a part of that, it's just so so special. Mm-hmm. Would you say so what's your favorite thing then or favorite part of your whole like business readings, whatever? Right now, my favorite part is when I connect to those light workers that have known all their life that Mm -hmm. they are here for a reason and they've been living their lives in the way that they feel like they're supposed to, Mm -hmm. but they feel like there's something else that just keeps tugging on their sleeve. And then all of a sudden through the program, they start working with me and they're like, I found it. This is it. Like, and I feel it. And, and, and one of my clients, she messaged me, she's like, literally this, energy that I feel I'm like connecting to bliss it's just amazing I can't even describe it and it's Mm -hmm. I I have my Instagram name is pathway to paradise because it's it's what it feels like when you connect to your soul purpose and you're starting to help people and you're starting to see it really clearly it just feels so good yes well and then like I mean when you're in that state and feeling anything, everything will just be getting better. I feel like, um, like you're having that energy exchange, you know, you're making a difference. They're feeling good. Like that's getting brought back to you. Like, it's just such a, it's such a nice cycle to be in. Mm -hmm. And like for any women out there that are listening to this and they feel like they've got a boyfriend or a husband or a family member that isn't going to understand their, their spiritual stuff. I hear that all the time and I totally get it because yes. I've oh, been yeah. there. Yeah. I've been there and it's not until it wasn't until my husband would go out in town and he would go to the different shops and then he would see some of my clients and they would say, Kayla's your wife. And Oh my God, like she did this with me. And, yeah. and then that, finally started to click with him. And I just, the reason why I say that is because I feel like sometimes it takes 
I'm going to say men, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Sometimes it takes them a little bit longer and they need that physical kind of proof proof. in front of their face. But I feel like as women, we're the the keepers of that divine feminine energy. And so we are meant to be way showers in that way. So don't feel bad if you are more like spiritually advanced than your partner and know that just by slowly dropping seeds here and there, you don't have to like force anything on anyone and just be like, did you know? Yeah. Bombard (laughs) them. But like just planting these little seeds every once in a while, it's going to start to flower. It's going to start to bloom and they're going to start to connect to it too. Well, and then they'll be able to kind of put the pieces together on their own time. I feel like that's a big thing. Like it has to be on their terms and then, then they'll kind of come around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, I was kind of curious how that all went down, or like what his thoughts were on it. Because um, it, I don't know. I I feel like most men are kind of like that, where they're not quite um, open to it all. Oh yeah, Danny, you wouldn't believe how many <laughs> women even come to my yoga classes. Yes, it, it could be a healing session or a card reading or a yoga class, and they're like, "My husband doesn't know I'm here. He doesn't." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, really? But you know, that's just how yeah. it is because I yeah. think with some with some relationships, it's just like that is. Um, it's kind of can be taboo in yes. situations yeah. and that's okay. It's going to come around. Yeah. And it, I mean, they eventually once, I feel like once they see it enough or they start seeing the connections and how things actually can happen and that what you're doing is real and legit that then they kind of put it all together on their own and they're like, oh, okay, maybe there is something to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there's so many people waking up male and female all across the yes. world right now. And it's like, it's only, it's only natural. It's all unfolding as it should. So mm-hmm. exactly. And some people take longer than others and that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of goes with everything. Um, yes. Okay. So I'm going to kind of wrap up there. I think like, I mean, I could, we could talk for hours, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we covered some really good things and uh, touched on some really good topics and stuff. So before, before you go um, to kind of tie in with the theme of the podcast and everything, how do you like your coffee or are you a coffee drinker? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's such a great question to close things out. Well, I usually just drink my coffee black. Do you? Interesting. I just, I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> um, okay. And then also, so the other flip side of it is what are your high hopes for the year ahead or even the next couple months? Oh my goodness. These are such brilliant questions. <laughs> Um, you know, my high hopes for the next few months for everybody is just to, for people to start to feel more safe, more secure Mm -hmm. and, and more connected and plugged into themselves instead of plugged into, you know, what they think they should be doing or what used to be their normal routine and people being more open to being adaptable and like I said, innovative, like the, what we're experiencing across the world is, is so unprecedented. And mm-hmm. it's times like these that it takes people to think outside of the box. And if you keep yourself inside your box and you don't change up what you're doing, yes. you're not willing to shift your perspective and pivot your life a little, little bit, then you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of good coming out of this. So I think I would love, my high hopes would be for people to start to be open to thinking outside of the box, becoming innovative, adaptable, mm-hmm. you know, opening themselves up more and, and getting out there and changing things up. Yes. I love it. That's it really though. Like I, I really hope people use this time to kind of get to know themselves better, tap into themselves and, just explore things a little bit because we, we kind of all got like a reset, I feel like, um, Mm -hmm. and a chance to kind of do things differently for once. So, okay. 
what we'll do next then is plug all your social media, tell people where they can find you, and then we'll just kind of wrap up. Awesome. So on Instagram, you can find me. My username is pathway2.paradise. Okay. And my website, if you want to check that out, it's www.keeperofkeys.net. Okay. And on Facebook, we will put the link to the group in the description, but it's Keeper of Keys Collaborative. And those are the best places to find me. Okay. Um, I'm going to put like, I'll make sure in the descriptions and everything, I'll, I'll link like your Instagram, your Facebook page, your website, um, and all that good stuff. So people can have easy access to it, but that's awesome. Like, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. And I think, I think we covered some pretty good topics. Yeah. Thank you so much, Danny. It's been really fun. Yeah, it was good. Um, okay, so I guess I'll just I'll finish up with my stuff. So make sure you are following the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. It's just Caffeine and High Hopes. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe, rate, and review. If you like this episode, leave a quick review. And it's also available on Spotify or anywhere, anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, basically. And yeah, I hope you guys got something out of this. And if you ever want to learn more, obviously check out Kayla's um, Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Highly recommend the Keeper of Keys Collaborative. And yeah, I will talk to you guys next week. Mm -hmm.